Halloween, spooks, candy, fun with friends and dress ups. It's the best time of the year. But where did it all start and why? And is there any real life spooks to this campy spook extravaganza? Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore this strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking stuff we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as, should we try apple bobbing as an alternative to dating? Is Halloween the perfect time to hide a dead body on your front lawn? And what pagan holiday won't those Christians take over? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. Let's get down to boozeness. <laughs> one i'll give it to Thank you, you. It's, it's halloween we can't go wrong <laughs> um happy Gosh. halloween everybody happy halloween it's the spookiest time of the year inarguably best time, best of, the time year. of the year hands down even if you're not a believer it doesn't matter it's a lot of fun halloween is the best holiday maybe tied only by eurovision but really <laughs> halloween takes the cake it's just so fucking good and 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 i think it's one of those holidays that doesn't sort of de-age as you as you get older it's it's good when you're five and it's good when you're 25 and I assume it'll good when I'm 85 <laughs> I hope so and I'll dress up like as an old lady when I'm an old lady just to confuse people oh okay I love that I don't think it will confuse anyone just <laughs> actually that's a really dumb idea stereotypical old lady over there. <laughs> so I'll make myself look older anyway but Halloween so this is a very patchwork holiday, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah. It's full of cultural, religious, and occult traditions. Mm-hmm. Been around for a long time. Yeah, really, since kind of the, the Iron Age, which we'll, we'll get into. The Iron Age. The Iron Age, which was, you know, a long time ago. Were a lot of people ironing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the age when everyone was ironing their clothes. Everyone was all crisp. <laughs> Look, there's been weirder phases. It, no, it refers to the tools that we were using at the time, mm. you know, stone, bronze, yeah. iron. Um, mm. and, and then eventually, you know, washing machines. But the Iron Age was... <laughs> it's an old holiday, essentially. Yes. And it is kind of interesting that it's persevered Mm. i think one of the reasons it has is because it's tied so sort of distinctly to the season Mm. and all these old sort of cultural holidays that mark the change of a season or the change of uh solstice or the sun moon phases tend to stick around because that's something that's never changing it has a lot of celtic ties doesn't it that's kind of where it came from right and and when we talk about halloween you really all the traditions that we know about and celebrate in kind of this Western culture in which we do celebrate Halloween do originate predominantly from what is called uh, Samhain, mm. which is the, the original Celtic celebration of, of just that. It's the end of the harvest, the end of summer, and kind of the entry into the months of darkness, of the cold, of the winter, yeah. the end of the harvest. And so there was this big festival, um, the Festival of Samhain, which pretty much celebrated – all those things that had come mm. and looked forward to good winter yeah. and sort of a, a, a mm. hope for a winter that wasn't going to be too brutal. Yeah. And I think there was a strong belief that particularly October 31st that marked the new year when the veil between the living and the dead was um, at its thinnest. 
Yeah, which and, and all the stuff is seasonal. It's tied into that idea that because it's getting into winter and it's getting darker, that veil is thin. Those sort of spooks and ghouls mm. and ghosts and otherworldliness seeps in at this time of year mm. uniquely in a way that it doesn't in any other time of year. And that's kind of the base origins of Halloween as we know it. Mm. Which I don't think a lot of people would know. I didn't know about that. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I think growing up we always kind of associated Halloween as the one big Western holiday that isn't religious. Mm. Like if Christmas and Easter. And I remember there was always this kind of idea of, oh, Halloween, it's pagan, it's the mm. devilry, it's Satanism. Yeah. But actually, yeah. and we're going to get into the history a little bit here, All Saints Day, which is the November 1st. Yes. Uh, so All Saints Eve or Hallow's Eve, as mm. Halloween is also called sometimes, is a religious holiday. Mm. And it started off actually being celebrated on May 13th, back in the year 601. So, Wow. Yeah. That was All Saints Day and it was a day marked by the Pope to basically just remember the saints and the martyrs of Christendom. 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 Christendom you know, religious yeah, martyrs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> and it was a very solemn affair. It was, you know, remember those who have passed. And then, of course, in the mid-18th century, it was, I think, Pope Gregory III mm. who recognised that this sort of Celtic uh, Gaelic tradition of Samhain mm. was – popular and you know how those Christians are, didn't really like anything hmm. pagan. Um, and so they moved All Saints Day to November 1st. Yeah. So it was in May, moved it to November 1st in order to kind of cover up uh, Samhain. And Interesting. What they inadvertently did was actually kind of merge the two holidays and now yeah. – Predominantly, I would say Samhain is celebrated. Mm. We still call it Halloween after All Hallows' Eve, but mm. it, it is 80% of the traditions of Samhain, which is really good because they're really fun and interesting and they have a fascinating mm. cultural history. And yeah. It's just a good time. Yeah. And it's, I think, from my research, everything, all the things that kept popping up was that this holiday is deeply embedded in the afterlife. It's all to do with survival after death. Mm. And I think. It became kind of a bit religious or kind of, I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess All Saints Day was the celebration of dead saints. Yeah. Um, so it was always, mm -hmm. even if you're looking at kind of the Christian history of it, it was always a remembrance of death and the mm. deceased. And and then when you kind of go into the Celtic yeah. view of it, it was, yeah, the celebration of the time when life is thin mm. and the barrier between us and the spirit realm is really thin. So it's, it mm. has always been tied to death. And I think it's super interesting that a celebration of death is one that has persevered so mm. strongly. Like it's one of the big three holidays. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's super interesting that this is a huge part of our culture mm. that is essentially a celebration of what we would usually consider to be something pretty morbid and hush-hush. That's true. And, like, why why do we think people get so into it? Well, as a big Halloween fan. <laughs> Self-confessed. <laughs> Self-confessed. I think – I mean, it's also that tie in with horror. Like I've I've always loved horror since a young age. Yeah. Uh, and I think that Halloween is a kind of perfect meet of horror and camp. Yeah. It's fun. It's there's a childlike nature to mm. it. It's really communal. Yeah. It's you know, juicy children running across the street in costumes and mm. shops have spooky spiders and cobwebs. Yeah. And I think that there is something really important and fun about celebrating the stuff that scares us. 
Like it's a yeah. fear is such a. I mean, fear is, uh, you know, everything that lives, mm. I think, experience fear, but it's such a sort of human mm. idea yeah. to acknowledge that, hey, we're all scared of stuff, we're all worried about our mortality, we all mourn the dead, we're all are probably mm. a little bit afraid of spiders. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's acknowledge that on this one day and not just acknowledge it, but celebrate it and mm. kind of bring this trivial, jovial aspect to what is scary. That's true. Well, I guess it um, It also comes into I ended up looking at all of the Halloween films, not watching them, just I did not realise how many <laughs> Halloween films that oh, there were. Oh, there's like 13 at the point they keep going. Yeah, they just keep going and it's like these are horrific films, like very gory and it just makes me think why, why do we love to feel scared? Is Halloween part of that? Do we just love to feel scared? I have thought a lot about this question and mm. why we like to feel scared and I think it's this idea of, being able to experience these intense emotions but in a controlled environment. Mm. It's like the adrenaline and the flight or fight response that mm. you get when you experience something scary but in a way that you can just go, hey, if it's too much for me, I can just turn the movie off or I can just yeah. leave the ghost to us. You know what I mean? It's it's this <laughs> way of going. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this way of going, hey, I – these. Feelings are fun and thrilling mm. and exciting. And I, I don't know. I just Horror is fun. It's fun it to be scared in a way that you can control. Yeah. And it also goes into a lot of the unknown. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. And that's kind of fun too. Yeah, that's true. I guess it is surrounded in a lot of mystery. Yeah. And I think everyone, even if you're the most hardcore skeptic, I think on Halloween everyone's a little bit, yeah. a little bit able to believe in ghosts. I remember one mm. Halloween we went to this graveyard, you know, we were 15 and we went to this graveyard mm. and with a bunch of us and none of us believed in ghosts, mm. but someone saw something in like this crypt and suddenly it doesn't, it didn't matter at that moment how much I didn't believe in ghosts. Yeah. Everyone was genuinely terrified. Yeah. And that's something so like freeing about that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just, I think it's this ability to go... I'm going to just believe in yeah. this other world yeah. for this one night. I don't know. Maybe this is speaking I think that's about. very exciting for a skeptic. Yeah, what about you? What about a believer? What's your sort of catch for I Halloween? I don't think I would go to a graveyard at Halloween. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> More so when things happen, I just go, yeah, yep, that's, yeah. <laughs> but you like Halloween, so I guess what's the I draw do. for you? What's I still I still very much get scared, yes, if I think that I'm, if there's a spirit around, I, I do very much get scared because mm -hmm. it's definitely unknown. But for me, Halloween, I don't know. Yeah, it is, well, my memories of it are just going door to door in our neighbourhood <laughs> getting I mean, candy. The chocolate is such a bonus. Let's not yeah. underplay the bonus of just like yeah. being able to get, food from strangers yep. that's I think that's yep. instinctual getting creative I think as I've gotten older getting more creative with your costumes yeah is, is the most fun part to me I think yeah but you know it's I think it's also a good time to watch scary films and it's just kind of feeding into that bigger picture I guess but it depends because we've been looking into like the superstitions the type mm. of traditions and some of them are quite odd, especially like where they've come from, oh, as yeah. you found out. 
with a few things. Yeah, there are some really fun. And everyone, this is the thing. I think Halloween is so communal. Everyone knows yeah. the classic. Everyone knows about sort of, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, carving pumpkins, mm. trick-or-treat and stuff. But mmm do you mind if I take you on a little story? And I'll, I'll tell you the story of jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, please. Or of um, Stingy Jack, <laughs> as he was called. So like all old folk tales, there are a few different variations online. Um, so this is just one. The details change depending on where you look. But essentially Stingy Jack was a drunk and a bit of a con man. And he loved to gamble and he loved to drink. By all accounts, Stingy Jack was a little bit of a sort of cheeky guy. Um, and one of these stories is that he was at this bar in his town one night and he was gambling and he was drinking and he was losing pretty badly uh, until eventually he'd sort of spent all of his savings and he owed the the people in the bar money. Uh, he didn't couldn't pay it, of course. So he goes out into the street and he summons up the devil. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, devil, you love trickery, you love you know, pulling the wool over people's eyes, I've got this incredibly cunning plan. You can turn yourself into anything you want. So turn yourself into this coin, sit in my pocket, and then I'll repay the people in the bar the money I owe them. Then you can turn back into the devil and I'll have gotten away scot-free. You'll have gotten to play this fun little joke on everybody and they'll be out of money. And the Mm. devil being the devil was like, yeah, this sounds fun. Sure. So he turns into a coin and <laughs> Stingy Jack. Wow, he's really up for just some yeah, random I guess this fun. Yeah, olden days. Maybe not much was happening, but, yeah, the devil was down for this The devil point. likes pranks. Cool, good, good to prank. know. Um, yeah. So he turns into this coin mm. and Stingy Jack puts him in his pocket, but he also puts a silver cross in his pocket mm-hmm. and then using some twine binds the coin to the cross. Uh, of course, the devil doesn't like crucifixes or silver. No. Um He's kind of like a vampire maybe. And so he can't turn back into the devil. So Stingy Jack has trapped the devil in this coin. Wow. He's like fixed all of the problems really (laughs) by doing that. (laughs) He just kind of carries the devil around in his pocket for a while. And now there's a few different versions. In some versions he releases the devil and traps him again a few Mm -hmm. different times. But essentially he says to the devil, I will free you on one condition. Yeah. That you let me live my life and when I die – you cannot take me to hell. Yeah. Now the devil, desperate to be freed, agrees. Stingy Jack has outsmarted him. It's fair. He releases the devil and they both part ways. Hmm. Stingy Jack goes on to live his life and eventually he dies, as, as all people must die. <laughs> but when he dies, because of his sort of devilish deeds and mischievous nature, God decides he can't possibly let this man into heaven mm. and he bars the gates. Oof. But... Stingy Jack, who made this deal with the devil and who the devil keeps his word, is not allowed into hell either. Mm. So instead, the devil gives him a candle and Stingy Jack (laughs) grabs a turnip, which was his favourite vegetable, and carves a a lantern out of this turnip and places the candle in the turnip Mm. and is doomed to walk across the earth for all eternity, trapped between being alive and being dead and unable to go to either heaven or hell. So instead he walks the earth haunting everybody with his lantern made out of a turnip. Wow. And that is traditionally why we started to carve jack-o'-lanterns as a tribute to Stingy Jack. 
just stingy Jack, who's we, somehow haunting all of us without us knowing. Um. Yeah, he wanders the streets, you know, and, and we carve turnips or jack or pumpkins now yeah. because they're more sort of seasonal to America where this took right. off. Right, yep. Um Stingy but, Jack yeah. originated from Ireland. Yep. But, yeah, we, we turned into pumpkins when we came to America. Yep. And that's why we carved jack-o'-lanterns for Stingy Jack. Wow. Yeah. Just like what, to carry him around or to show him the way or? Just as a sort of a, an, in honour of him. And on this day mm. in which the veil between life and death was thin is yep. when Stingy Jack, of course, would be able to wander much clearer. Mm. Uh, so, as, yeah, memory of the man who outsmarted the devil but was therefore trapped to walk the earth for all eternity. Wow. Poor Stingy Jack. Poor Stingy Jack. But what a fun story. That is a great story. And I came across a superstition yeah. that happens at Halloween yeah. that says it advises people you should probably carry around a carved pumpkin to ward off evil. So Stingy Jack is warding off the evil for us. Stingy Jack or are we warding off Stingy Jack? He seems more mischievous I think than he's evil fine. to me. Yeah, I'm not that bothered <laughs> by Stingy Jack. He seems <laughs> like maybe he'll like nick my wallet at the bar, but he's not going to no. harm anyone. I feel like he probably is warding off e- evil if he tricked the devil and tried to like trap him in a coin. That Neither heaven nor hell wants him, so I can't imagine the demons are particularly thrilled. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe we carry lanterns around to, to fool them into thinking that we're Stingy Jack. Maybe we're protecting him. Oh, maybe Stingy Jack's our buddy. Because there's, so there's so many lanterns that... The de- demons don't really know which one is the stingy real Stingy Jack. Jack. Yeah, I love this. Well, that is kind of where costumes came from, right? The idea That's of, true. of uh, tricking the devils. It's It was to, yeah, trick the dead to ward them off so that they wouldn't try and take your soul. Although I find it hard to believe that that human spirits would would take your soul. That sounds more like a demonic thing. But it's to confuse the dead. So, so they think we're devilish and you know, demons ourselves because we wear these yeah. masks. So I really don't know what goes through their non-existent brains. Well, I guess the point is make sure your Halloween costume is scary. Because if you better, just dress yeah. us like Bob's Burger character, like that's yeah. not going to trick any fucking demons, you know what no, I mean? Yeah, do not wear the shirt that says this is my costume. You're not funny. No. Get a real costume. Get a real costume and make it spooky, God damn it! I'm tired of people not dressing scary on Halloween. <laughs> I'm tired of it. We're making our standards really high and if you do have a really good costume, Costume, make sure to email it through to us. Yes. Oh my gosh, send us her Halloween costumes. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think we need to set up like a competition or something. <gasps> yeah. Um, but Erica, what was the next crazy tradition so that you learned about? So the next crazy tradition is trick-or-treating, which I think even more so maybe than carved pumpkins, trick-or-treating is like the Halloween thing. Like when you're yeah. a kid, yeah. oh, my God, best time of the year. Yeah. Um, I think in Australia it wasn't always a thing. I kind of think it mm. started kicking off when we were kids. Yeah. Like I remember kind of a very distinct line between one year no houses mm. were doing trick-or-treat and then suddenly every house was doing trick-or-treat, yeah. um, which is good. I think it's I think it's also a really nice communal like experience. Like, hey, you're going to knock on the people around you and get food from them. It's great. Um, <laughs> Not dangerous at all. It's fun for the kiddies. The kiddies love it. The kiddies love it and you get free like chocolates and shit and also opening the door to kids on Halloween. and, yeah. and Like it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, but trick or treat actually I think is one of those more traditional uh, the, one of the Christian sort of All Saints Day mm-hmm. okay. uh, traditions that has come over. And once again, it's hard to kind of pinpoint an actual origin to trick-or-treat. Mm. There are kind of lots of different things that built to accumulate the trick-or-treat we know now. Mm-hmm. But 
it started as this thing called souling. So on All Saints Day, Mm. the poor people in the community would gather together. um, Sometimes they would sing like carol Mm. and they would knock on the houses of the wealthier wealthier people Mm. and they would offer to say a prayer Mm. for the loved ones who had died of these families. Mm. And in exchange, the wealthy families would offer them soul cakes which hmm. were these little sort of, we'd probably think of them more as biscuits now. Yeah. But these little kind of savory biscuits. Hmm. And, and they would hand the biscuits over and in exchange you would sing or, or do a group prayer for the deceased loved ones of the household. So it was kind of this wow. mix of caroling and trick-or-treating and so that was the idea. It was a, you get a treat and we hmm. will say a prayer for your loved ones. There's a lot of different recipes for salt cakes, but essentially it's uh, sort of a bready thing with sometimes raisins or, you know, some kind of dried grapey thing in them. And they were like these little sort of cookies, I guess biscuits, we didn't think of them as biscuits. But that is kind of thought to be the main origin of trick-or-treating. Wow. You give us a treat and we'll say a prayer for your dead. And now it's kind of become something else, I guess, where it's just like well, it turned into a whole season of pranking, I think. Yeah, I think 100%. and then it was just pranking yep. and it became quite like uh, mischievous. I mean, it's always been mischievous. Mm. And then it just became more like you just say trick or treat. I'm not actually going to throw toilet paper at your house. Yeah, I don't know anyone sort of certainly in Australia who would actually trick a house that doesn't give you food. No. You normally like the idea is that if you have your front light on, you're open to trick or treaters. Yep. And if they're not, then that's – except that being said, I, I spent some time in America as a teenager mm-hmm. and my American host parents on Halloween, and I'll never forget this, I was so excited. I'm in America for Halloween. Like this is a dream come true. And my host parents' <laughs> candy that they gave out was pencils. Um, That's not a food. It's not a food. <laughs> it's not a food. I was like this is – Fucking awful. <laughs> this is Are they so bad. Handing out slow poison. I'm like so <laughs> embarrassed. You cannot give children pencils when they come no. to It was terrible. And I think they probably did deserve to get TB'd. <laughs> they didn't. They weren't pranked, but they should have been pranked. I was embarrassed to be part of that household. Well, speaking of one of the superstitions, actually. Oh yeah. One of them was that you should give everyone a treat that comes to the door. 100%. Because if you don't, one of the uh, trick-or-treaters could actually be a vengeful ghost and um, could either curse you or just haunt you for the rest of your life. (gasps) This is like some, like, oh, my God, this is like some Beauty and the Beast type thing. The old lady who comes to your house, if you reject her offer, she'll curse you. Yep. If I okay, if I turn into a ghost, hundred oh, percent, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, <gasps> trick or treat, or I'll haunt you. I love that. Yeah, that's so Halloween. And like, what what have you got else to do when you're a ghost than to dress up as someone and go and threaten people? <laughs> oh my gosh! And the idea of like, oh, the idea of you're walking through the street and all these people are dressed up, but like some of them are actually real spirits. Like, oh, this is so. This is what's so good about Halloween. It's so much. <laughs> I'm obsessed. You are like bouncing around right now. You're so <laughs> excited. It's the best time of the year. It's so good. That's such a good superstition. It yep. is. I do particularly like that one. And like, yeah, don't hand out pencils. Don't hand out toothpaste. That's all you got to do. No, no apples. Like, come on, come on. It's got to have sugar in it. You may as well just not answer the door. At yeah, that point. Seriously. <laughs> really. <laughs> so what was the... 
So the last one the that last, you learned. The last little Halloween tradition, which is not as common a one, but apple bombing. Bob, oh, I can't say the word. Apple bobbing. Have you ever actually done apple bombing? I have not because I had a really irrational fear that I was going to drown from it. Oh. Like either I would fall in or something. The- I mean, I can swim, but, you know, and what if you get like, stuck? Like to put the apples in pools. Like it's usually just like a bucket. Yeah, I still go. I was a small child. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's going to get stuck in a bucket upside down and drown in a puddle of water, it would it would be me. <laughs> Knock on wood. But well, you may have nothing to fear because apple bombing. It, it's one of those traditions that I feel like is more American, mm, or maybe just more yeah. movies and TV. Like I haven't actually seen it much in real life. I have done it. Our high school used to host a Halloween carnival and we would have apple bombing. Mm -hmm. But this actually has some really surprising origins and this kind Mm -hmm. of predates Halloween or, or, you know, Samhain. Mm. And it goes back to some people say the Romans used to do apple bombing. Mm. It's very English essentially. But the idea was that it was not about spooks at all. It was actually about romance and love. Yes, I've seen this pop up too, that this holiday has a lot of ties with like finding your soulmate. Well, there were a few different ways you could do this with apple bombing. So one was you would sort of write the names of all the eligible bachelors and society on the apples, (laughs) put them in the bucket. Because there's only like five apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, small towns I guess. And then the eligible ladies would bob for apples and you would try to get the apple that you the, mm. of the guy that you wanted to yeah. date uh, and the idea is that if you got it in one bite you were gonna just like live happily ever after yeah. forever if you got it in two bites you were gonna meet it was gonna be like a fun thing but it wasn't gonna last forever mm. if you got it in three bites and that was it no love it's over no connection yeah but there were other ways hmm. to do it as well the idea is that one was that if you caught an apple and then you peeled it into like a circular shape and then you would like spin it around the girl's head three times and then she'd toss it behind her and whatever <laughs> way the apple peel fell, it would like spell it a letter and that would be the first letter of the name of your true love. <laughs> this sounds like witchcraft. <laughs> a little bit. Now and that I mean- we're experts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was actually a lot of – and there were other variations. Like, you know, you'd bob for an apple and whichever – how many times you took it to – took to bite it, that's how many letters of the alphabet you counted down to, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea is that it was a matchmaking tool. Yeah. Apple bobbing. And then the idea is that because it was at the sort of the end of the harvest, apples mm. were really in yes. season and popular then. And so that's how it kind of got mixed up in with this sort of Halloween festivities. More mm. about the sort of seasonality of the fruit rather than its actual ties to Samhain or yeah. All Hallows Eve. Wow. But it was a romance tool. So <laughs> You know, next Halloween, yeah. if you are single and and looking, and you looking, should, you should try do apple that. bobbing. Invite <laughs> all your friends over and just chuck a bucket in front of them with apples and see what happens. <laughs> this is also my problem with apple bobbing. And mm-hmm. I think the reason, aside from like the hygienics, like hygienic reasons of it, mm-hmm. is that almost all of the time on Halloween, people are wearing makeup. For their mm. costume, you're not going to dip your face into a no. bowl of water yep. and ruin your makeup for yep. an apple. 
Yeah, I'll never forget the Halloween that I went as Elphaba from um, Wicked. Oh, and yeah. it was that a was very a costume. That was a difficult thing to do. The <laughs> green paint. <laughs> green paint took a very long time to come off. But anyway. <laughs> we made it work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I used a sun hat instead of a witch's hat. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We figured it out. It worked. It worked. It, worked. it was fine. Would you like to hear about some of the really crazy superstitions and beliefs? So much. I've been so on board with the ones you've given so yeah. far, so I can't wait. Some of these are absolutely yes. out there. Let's do it. <clears throat> so on Halloween, there are omens everywhere, mm-hmm. apparently. You should always be on the watch out for black omens. Cats, that kind of thing? Yes. So they do say avoid black cats, but the kind I of – I would never in my life avoid a cat. I know, you love cats. <laughs> and that's we have record. established <laughs> that strongly on this show that you love cats. Um, but – they did say you should avoid black cats, but this actually has ties to it's kind of it's got a bit of a sexist history because oh, it doesn't cats, have fucking everything though. Yeah, no, that's true. Because cats used to have ties to old women. And okay. then that had ties to that they were witches. So if they had yeah. black cats, it was their um familiar. Yeah. Which we didn't really talk about in our witches episode. No. But you're it's right. an interesting cat. Also that idea concept. that like cats are innately feminine <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's kind of a pervading sort of idea yeah. yeah and so yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah but they say you should avoid them although I think a lot of people have been like no that's dumb like, yeah I feel like that's not luckily that hasn't persisted yeah. I don't feel like people are suspicious of black cats anymore yeah but another familiar that you should look out for is bats apparently oh on Halloween if you see a bat you might die <laughs> you if I just see one? If it flies around your house three times. What if you live it's in like an a omen? bat area? Like my childhood well, home was a bat like house. Like there were bats in all the trees around it oh my, every day. Oh, my God. Maybe you're like <laughs> immortal. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think you should avoid bats. They have diseases. Ebola, you know. Yeah. Well, this is my favourite part of this. If the bat flies into your house... Bad. It means the ghost let it in and your house <gasps> is haunted. So you've got two problems. you got a bat oh. in your house and, you, and your house so is haunted. So I'm haunted and Sorry I'm going to die you. soon. <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah, if it's gone around your house three times and flown in, and you're flown fucked. In, you're really fucked. <laughs> Damn, okay. Yeah. If you see a spider, it yeah. means that either a witch is near or someone dead is watching over you. What oh. you can do to test this theory is throw the spider into a candle. <laughs> Burns up, it's a witch. <laughs> Wait, what if it, if it and if it runs away, it's a it's someone looking after you. That's so fucked. But for some reason, it's a Halloween superstition. <laughs> Keep a lookout for spiders. It, that might be why there's cobwebs, like part of the. You've lost it. <laughs> I hate spiders. That's what I hate spiders. But that's so fucked. You can't see. It. Also, I we live in Australia. There are bats and spiders. Everywhere you can see a spider, (laughs) catch it and then toss it into the fire like it's a fucking ring. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This was clearly written by someone in like North America. I think. Should have ended if you see a spider. Yeah, it's either a ghost or a witch. Catch it, throw it into the flames, and if you successfully throw it into the flames, congratulations, you're a sociopath. (laughs) That's so fucked. You're going to love this one. So another thing you can do um, to test 
I don't know, if you really want to find out when you're going to die, I suppose, you can throw a big bonfire and write your name on a stone or mark it with like your initials. Throw the stone into the bonfire. Okay, yeah. And then the next day dig through the ashes to find the stone. Okay. If you can't find it, it means you're going to (laughs) die. Like soon? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) These are all Halloween things. Okay, wait, hold on. But it's a rock. Yeah, I know. So it's it's not going to burn. Yeah, so I mean science. Obviously, you're going to find it and you're going to be dead soon. I'm the believer and I'm saying science here. Like, (laughs) it it doesn't really make any sense. You know what? If it's between throwing a rock or a spider into a fire, definitely throw the rock into the fire. Yeah, I think that one's debunked, to be honest. The next one is if you want to find out your future rather than your death, something a bit brighter. What you can do is stand in the middle of a crossroads and the spirits will whisper your future to you. Or, Ooh. or you might get hit by a car. So, like, <laughs> just, just you Ooh. know. I mean, if you do get hit by a car, then that's your future. You've and death. You know, and death. So you know, maybe you should dug through the coals. You picked up the stone. Go to the crossroad. Yeah. It all comes true at once. Another thing that came up, yeah, was real horrors that have happened during Halloween. Not mm. necessarily superstitions, just but bad shit that's happened. Yeah. The horrors that have happened yeah. that I came across is that you have to be careful with your decoration at oh. Halloween because some people have died and this is a, these are real stories. Some people have died and either been tossed outside or they died on their front porch mm. and people thought it was a prank or they thought it was part of the decorations. Oh, yikes. So that's what I'm thinking is that, look, if you're going to murder someone or you've accidentally killed someone, Halloween's probably a good time to do it because no one's really going to think anything else. And I'm sure this has been in horror films where it's like people think it's just part of Halloween fun. Yeah. But there was this one story where this guy died on his front his front porch like overnight yeah. and the postman delivered mail the next morning <gasps> and just stepped over him and left because oh. – like he do, he was like, oh, ha, think. ha. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. Anything goes on Halloween. Yeah. That's rough. But mm, I think what I'm about to say might be fucked up. Um, so if it is, let me know. I the, Just yeah, dying and being just for like a couple of hours a Halloween decoration, I don't hate that legacy <laughs> for myself. Like, you know? That's a good point. Like if I die... I could be a Halloween decoration. I wouldn't mind. Because I feel like it really brings the horror to Halloween when people realise. And it's going to start like a legend. Like that's yeah. a cool story for the neighbourhood yeah. to have. Like you've been out for three days and they're like, oh, why hasn't she taken down her Halloween decoration of Halloween herself? And Halloween after, everyone's going to be like, oh, is that a real body or is it a prop? Don't yeah. you remember old Erica who cocked it? Like, <laughs> I, like is, is that messed up? I, I don't like I wouldn't mind it. Personally. I think that's on brand for you, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I feel like, so, all right, a bit of a verdict here, but which might be going off topic. So Halloween is probably good time for murders, bad time to die because you're dealing with a lot of spirits. You know what, though? I would probably say any day is a a good time for murders and a bad time to die. (laughs) You know, I don't necessarily think that that's holiday specific. Again, this could go on a T-shirt. I'd like <laughs> to die on Halloween. If I'm going to get murdered, Halloween is the night to do it. It's yeah. I'm in a cool costume. 
it's going to be like aesthetically much better. Like it's going to play into some sweet legends, local legends. Good God. If you're planning on murdering me, please make it Halloween. Good God. I'm okay. Speaking of superstitions, I just need to like. <laughs> Only if wood. you're going to murder me. If you weren't planning on murdering me before this, don't do it. But if you were already planning on the murder, maybe reschedule. You heard it here first, folks. You need to reschedule. I just love Halloween too much. If I was going to die on any day, I wouldn't mind it being Halloween. <laughs> it's just bad. Is that your verdict? That's my verdict. I don't mind it. I like it. <laughs> Good God. I feel like this is bad. I love it. I love how much I'm finding out about you. Like, because you were just like, oh, ha, ha, Halloween, I love it, treats. And now you're just like, you know I what? I want to die. I would die yeah. for Halloween. <laughs> I would die and kill I would die Halloween. for Riley. That's it. <laughs> it's a good time. That's all I'm saying. It's a good time. It's just, I think the aesthetic, you can't get mm. past the Halloween aesthetic. Yeah. It just, it's good. It's a good yeah. one. I love it. Yeah. And for all you people who are superstitious out there, it's the best time for you. Yes. Because and you can indulge in that indulge for 24 in hours. Get yeah. weird. Get yeah. creepy, you know? Love it. Yeah. What's not to love? Also, I feel like we should, because if we don't mention it, people are going to think, what the hell? The old legend of people poisoning the Halloween candy for trick-or-treaters oh, yes. is not true. It's happened like a recorded like less than five times throughout history yeah. and it's always by a family member it of is. the person who gets it is. poisoned. That's the most messed up part. It's yes. like they put cyanide in it's, the candy. Yes. And it's always a family member. So yeah. it's not unsafe. Go and take candy yeah. from strangers. It's fine. Well, okay, just Halloween. Only <laughs> Halloween. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I just want to bring it up because I know if we don't mention it, it'll be a thing. Yeah. But – that's very true. I mean, you can always just examine your candy for any puncture yeah, holes careful. or anything, like, but you don't have to. That's very don't grim. <laughs> don't be paranoid. Just eat the candy. Just, just eat the candy. It's okay. And look, if you do get poisoned, they will not get off scot free. They will be found. hundred percent. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is becoming a true crime <laughs> Halloween true crime podcast. It's the most relaxing true crime podcast out there. Just don't worry about it. Good God. So what have we learned about Halloween tonight? I love it. I love yes. it. I love everything about it. Yeah. I think I didn't know about the like Stingy Jack story mm. before I researched. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the origins of trick-or-treating and yeah. soul cakes. Everyone makes some soul cakes this Halloween. Like yeah. bobbing for apples for your true love. This stuff is so much fun. Yeah. And we've learned Christians can't take everything, you know, <laughs> how wind prevails. <laughs> What have I learned from tonight? Mm. I've learned a lot about you. <laughs> um, and I think I've learned that I'm, I don't know, I, de- I definitely knew I was a superstitious person, but some of this is like very out there. Actually, I did see another one as well that if you walk backwards down the stairs at midnight with oh. a mirror in your hand, whoever appears is going to be like your next lover. Well, I would not make it, it down the stairs. Yeah. I would stack it and break my neck. So. So you hallucinate. <laughs> you hallucinate your next lover next while you're lover getting put in a cast. Lady death. Like, please. Lady death. <laughs> That's what it is for me. It's a bad idea. Don't think, do that, folks. I think you'd be happy to marry Lady Death. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's romantic. Yeah. I actually would be Oh, and you'd already be in a great costume. Oh, oh my God. I'd be yeah. in my Halloween costume. I want to marry Lady Death on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it so badly. Uh, oh all your God. dreams are coming together. Oh Meanwhile, God. I'm just like spraying holy water around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the, the the thing to take away from this episode, don't 
throw spiders into a fire. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucked. It's fucked <laughs> and don't do it. Don't do silly things for the sake of a holiday, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't hurt animals. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't burn animals alive. Yeah. Just go out there, get a good costume. Promises you'll get a good costume. A scary one. Get that candy and just have fun. Have a good time. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. the end of the episode thank you so much for listening and if you like what you've heard it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review or better yet show us to some of your friends get the word out there about this spooky little podcast if you want to know more about us or this episode you can visit our website thehokepokepod.com.au we post updates links episodes and any references we've mentioned you'll be able to find them right there we'd like to say a huge thank you to Giamo Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly our marvellous and ever patient editor we love you, Rob. And finally, if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, episode suggestions, whatever takes your fancy, we will be there. Thank you so much for the support and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.